0: Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number 158 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Ephesians chapter 2 today, and our focus is on what it means to be saved by grace, saved by grace through faith. So I want to encourage you, before we start, to check out our website, Bible2021.com. You can look up past episodes, stream them from the website. You can look up show notes, and you can contact us with a comment or a question. As a reminder, the next few episodes might be a little on the lean side, perhaps a little shorter than 10 minutes, you never know, but my family and I are heading out of California in a couple of days to visit our family and hometown of Birmingham, Alabama, which means I've had to record about 18 or so episodes ahead of time because my podcasting equipment is a bit too bulky to fly with. Never fear though I'm sure I'll be back to my usual long-winded self towards the middle of June, so if you like the long episodes, they will be back and if you prefer prefer the shorties, well, enjoy this respite for your ears ephesians two eight through nine is the great cry of the Protestant reformers and teaches that glorious truth that salvation, or being saved by God and given eternal life in heaven when we die, is not earned by good works or by good character, but by God's undeserved grace. So here are those verses. For you are saved by grace through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is God's gift, not from works so that no one can boast. So I see four main and major parts of that tiny little short passage. First, salvation is by grace, which means it's not earned. It's not bought. What is grace? Well, Pastor Tony Evans says, grace usually is defined as God's unmerited favor. But let me expand a little bit. Grace is the inexhaustible supply of God's goodness, whereby he does for us what we cannot do for ourselves. So that's good stuff. Second, in this little passage, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, we see that salvation is by grace through faith. What is faith? Now, faith sounds like a religious word, but honestly, it simply means belief. The kind of faith that the Bible calls saving faith, the kind of faith that Paul is talking about here, is not merely like intellectually believing something, like I believe that 2 plus 2 is 4, but it's a belief that leads you to action. Biblical faith or belief is a responding, following, and active belief. Why does salvation come through faith? So here's Pastor David Platt with a quick thought on that. Faith is the means of salvation. Faith is the means by which the work of Christ is applied to our lives. Now think about this with me. Why faith? Why is faith the means of salvation? Why not love or why not humility? Why not joy? Why not wisdom? Why has God designed faith to be the only means of salvation? And here's why. Because faith is the anti-work or the anti-work. Faith is the realization that there's nothing you can do, no amount of love you can show, kindness you can show, joy you can have, obedience you can accomplish, but trust in what has been done for you. Faith is the one attitude of the heart that is the exact opposite of depending on ourselves. When we come to Jesus in faith, we're essentially saying, I I give up. I will not depend on myself for my good works anymore. I can never make myself right before you. I can never clean up myself enough. So I trust you and depend on you completely to do what I cannot do myself. So the third important part of Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. First, salvation is by grace. Second, salvation is through faith. The third part is that salvation is a gift, as the word grace has already shown us, and that salvation is not by works, which the word faith has already demonstrated. Paul is basically reiterating here the great truth that he's already said. He's repeating himself because we humans, we will naturally think that heaven and salvation can only come through our earning it with blood, sweat, and tears. Plus, many good and epic deeds of righteousness. And Paul is reminding us here, saying, essentially, he's reminding us, salvation is by grace, through faith. It's an unearned gift that does not come by works. One more thing, the fourth part of Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, is that there must be no boasting by Christians. Why no boasting? Well, in addition to our many, many, many commands to humility we find in the Bible, the very nature of being saved by Jesus, by grace through faith, demands that there can't be any boasting. It's completely illogical. What is there to boast about for you and me when our salvation is unearned, unmerited, and it doesn't come through heroic good deeds, but through simple and active faith? This means the only thing a Christian has to boast about is the greatness of Christ. Well, let's read our passage and be reminded yet again about the great truth of salvation by grace through faith. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you previously walked according to the ways of this world, according to the ruler of the power of the air, the spirit now working in the disobedience. We, too, all previously lived among them in our fleshly desires, carrying out the inclinations of our flesh and thoughts, and we were by nature children under wrath as the others were also. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love that he had for us, made us alive with Christ even though we were dead in trespasses. You are saved by grace." He also raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavens in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might display the immeasurable riches of his grace through his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For you are saved by grace through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is God's gift, not from works, so that no one can boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. So then... Remember that at one time you were Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcised by those called the circumcised, which is done in the flesh by human hands. At that time you were without Christ, excluded from the citizenship of Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ, for he is our peace, who has made both groups one and tore down the dividing wall of hostility. In his flesh... He made of no effect the law consisting of commands and expressed in regulations so that he might create in himself one new man from the two resulting in peace. He did this so that he might reconcile both to God in one body through the cross by which he put the hostility to death. He came and proclaimed the good news of peace to you who were far away and peace to those who are near. For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then... You are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of God's household built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. In him, the whole building being put together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you are also being built together for God's dwelling in the Spirit. Amen. Well, it's closed today with our wonderful Bible verse for the month of June, Daniel 6:23. 23. The king was overjoyed and gave orders to take Daniel out of the lion's den. When Daniel was brought up from the den, he was found to be unharmed, for he trusted in his God. Amen and amen. Good day to you, friends, and Godspeed.